From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. I'm joined today by Shahiwa Jarrett-Gallen, the founder and president of the Broward County Black Chamber of Commerce. Shahiwa, thank you so much for being here today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, let's dive in. You sit as the founder and president of the Broward County Black Chamber of Commerce and have been a practicing attorney for 20 years. How have you used your extensive experience within the legal sector to be creative in how you support your members? Wow, you mentioned that 20 years, and uh, <laughs> although I feel very young and vibrant, right, I guess it has been uh, that long. Um, I found my legal skills extremely helpful. Um, one, because I'm coming from a completely different perspective. You know, chamber leaders tend to come from that nonprofit executive director space. So I think my perspective is different. Um, I also bring, obviously, a different skill set that helps to support my members. So I would say, one, um, I was a litigator, so I was in court um, mm-hmm. multiple times a week. So obviously, my advocacy skills, uh, my ability to communicate persuasively was very important. And in this position, that's everything, right? Because as the chamber leader, you have to develop relationships. And then obviously, as we're advocating for policies that are friendly, um, that push equity and invite inclusion into um, spaces that they weren't before, you have to understand how to persuade different audiences. So just as you know, walking into a courtroom, it may be that you have to persuade a judge or a jury. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this instance, I have to persuade you know um, government agencies. I'm talking to people in corporate America that are running large corporations um, as well, but also having to um, Communicate persuasively with my with my members. I'd also say my uh, technical skills, being highly analytical, being able to analyze uh, processes, rules, um, and the implementation process of programs, like at each step in the process, is mm-hmm. is critical. And that's what we do as lawyers. We break down that process. We're able to issue spot, which is also critical as a as a lawyer. So we we hone in on the issues, but then. We pivot to solutions. That's what who we are as lawyers to say, okay, the, here's something we've identified. How can we fix it? And so I found that my skills as, as a litigator, uh, you know, are well suited for my current uh, position. And I think my, my members realize that because they're comfortable talking to a lawyer and, you know, what, what do we do? We saw problems. So what do you think about this? I'm having this issue in my company. So on the advocacy note, as well as you know, being able to provide that personal consultation to my members is, is important. And I think um, a skill set that I have gotten from my legal practice over the years. Those are certainly some important skills. Diversity in leadership has been a serious topic of discussion nationwide. What are some innovative ways the Chamber is helping to foster and promote a business environment in Broward County where diversity takes precedent and continues to thrive? A good question. Uh, when I founded the chamber, um, a very important uh, goal and focus was to promote diverse a diverse business environment where anyone could thrive. And I hear that way, uh, that um, term innovative. And I know for some people it's, you know, sexy, you know, it's kind of associated with tech and science. Um, but as a lawyer, <laughs> I kind of go back to tried and true ways um, that we've seen change occur 
um, in history, historically. So for me, the only way uh, for change, longstanding change um, with regard to certain issues to um, occur is to face them head on, to address them directly. And that means addressing you know, rules, policies, procedures, and laws um, that have systematically um, been a barrier to equity and inclusion, um, you know, which makes sense from my perspective. Once you change those rules, laws, and procedures, you then can get the result that you want. I also think it's important to engage the people in that process because people interact with all four of the things I just mentioned, those rules, policies, procedures, and laws. And, and have some of those tough conversations that we, you know, we may not want to have. Um, but though that's where you get those long-term uh, results. It's it's funny, um, as I talked about it earlier, com- coming from that different perspective, you know, I've worked with people in government who've um, done supply diversity as well as um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And when I talk about breaking down that pro- process, the evaluation process, the outreach process, um, what you even write in the RFPs, you know, they they say to me, I didn't, I didn't think about it from that way. So it may not seem innovative and sexy in the way that most people use the term, but for people in the industry, I bring a different perspective because I'm coming from um, the outside. Um, I'd lastly say, with regard to ensuring there's diversity in um, the supply diversity, etc. I make sure to show or demonstrate how my businesses are contributing to the community. Small black businesses are creating jobs, they're performing community service, obviously they're a tax base. And so showcasing that is um, you know, sending a different message and creating a truer narrative that then is kind of you know, shaking up and rattling the status quo. I also make sure to have my list of my members, their service and products whenever I'm meeting with a, the corporate or government agency. And lastly, I'm attending conferences that chambers don't typically attend to create those relationships and create new opportunities with city managers and um, other conventions, corporate conventions to put my chamber in a place where commerce and business is being discussed. Your chamber is one of the leading forces in addressing and resolving the lingering challenges facing the black community in Broward County. In regards to lack of accessible funding for black owned businesses, what are some creative solutions the chamber has implemented or advocated for to mitigate this problem? Okay, so uh, we have been creative in some ways and practical in in other ways. So I'd say that um, first, obviously, access to funding um, to start your company and to be able to continue your company is um, a major issue um, with regard to there being some systemic um, problems in the industry. But I will say this, I kind of tackle it um, on two different fronts. First, the facts are the facts. This is what's happening. And I have to get that capital, that loan, that line of credit to my small business owner. So yes, we have um, relationships with traditional banks and bankers to do that. Um, working with CDFIs is also uh, an option. Um, but during the PPP, I had to get very creative during the you know, the pandemic and um, when the PPP came out, um, had to get really creative in trying to find um, access to capital for my members. So I started working with um, National Development Corp. That was there long before the pandemic that worked with small black businesses and women-owned businesses that understood that market. And we've had great success there. Also advocating for um, our local black bank, black-owned um, bank to, um, you know, they were heavily 
um, focused on housing, which is important. It's a wealth building um, avenue, but advocating for them also to get in the small business space, make those loans do that, that line of credit. And we had some success there. Also, getting our small business owners to understand that working with local small banks is where you can have that um, you know, personalized relationship. They have a bit more flexibility. So in advocating um, with those small banks to say, well, what is it you can do? Do you have more flexibility? And then getting our members to understand that perhaps you don't want a relationship or your only relationship to be with a large bank. You need to do something with the small banks. And lastly, I would say um, for this month where I've actually been featuring featuring um, Black-owned uh, funds, because we all know that there's a dearth of investment Investment in the um, venture capital area for some um, for black businesses, and so we're pushing that. Um, look outside, you know, to Harlem Capital. Uh, there's Serena Ventures. Um, there's Diversity. I think Capital or um, Impact Fund Fair and Fearless Fund. These are funds that are run by um, black women or minorities that understand that capital needs to be infused into um, spaces where there is no capital. And that's with our Black black businesses. And as we round out our discussion today on creativity, what role does creativity play in remaining competitive in today's landscape? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, it's, it's huge, obviously. Um, even in my space, I, I cannot be the traditional um, cookie cutter uh, chamber. And so you always have to look at things, one, I think, from various perspectives, whether you're a chamber leader or a business owner, you look at it from uh, the customer experience. How can you make that a better experience? How can you infuse, whether it be uh, tech um, or a partner, to you know expand what your your offerings, what you're offering your um, customers as the chamber? I find we have to be creative um, so that we're always on the cutting edge. We're always doing our research. And that's one thing I do, I bring forth from my legal career, doing that research to understand what is happening now, how it is impacting our business community, and what we need to do as a chamber to make sure we're bringing that information, um, these new um, trends to the forefront, um, and, and ensuring that our small businesses are partaking. They're participating and therefore able to capitalize off of these new innovations in, in the market. So you die. If you're not evolving, you're, you're going to die. That's just that's just the truth. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Shahiwa, for this conversation. Uh, no problem. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Malone. Thank you for tuning in.